The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat. Coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancers Retreat, a Warhammer 30k, Horus Heresy, and Specialist Games podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm here today with Austin, Stephen, and Jared, who hasn't been here in a long time. Hello, What's Jared. What's up? How's it going, guys? Hey. Yeah. Um, enjoy this last free episode before we go behind the Warhammer Plus paywall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're going to so get a C&D letter now. That was, that was, a, that was a very abrupt segue. Ten ninety nine a month, fifteen ninety nine right. yeah. for uh, the premium problem. access. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, maybe in hindsight, it was kind of foolish to think that all that stuff that we used to watch free on YouTube would be still free to watch on YouTube. Yeah, but the so I, I will say one, I I agree, and it it makes me a little sad that they didn't go to the hey you you want to watch every episode of God what's what's the Blood Angel one Angels of Death Angels of Death. It's like, you know, five bucks, ten bucks. There, there's the whole season of Angel of Death when it comes out. Like, go crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, subscription paywall. Yeah. Like, well, I- hey, look on the bright side is for now those of us who are, you know, super into collecting, who spend, uh, you know, $150 every time they release a new collector's edition omnibus. Just wait. We're going to get Iron Within, Angels of Death. They're all <laughs> going to have fancy metal DVD cases. I will say I am... Again, sad it's a monthly subscription because the whole point of Netflix was to do that once. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, but I did note that there were like special things or like offers or something yeah, for they subscribers. Haven't. Yeah. Which yeah. is potentially the only way to get nerds to do it. And if you're from GW Corporate, please fast forward 30 seconds uh, would be to say, hey, new Siege of Terra maps coming out. We're going to let you guys pre-order three days early. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, data cards for characters in the shows to play on the table. Oh, Th- dear that's, God. that's more the thing I, I expect to Stop see. Stop it, all of you. They need to... Uh, Don't do that to me. If, if they do Warhammer Plus, a subscription service, they need to wrap in, like, the Warhammer app subscription into it as well. Give me back all those Duncan yeah, painting videos. <laughs> <laughs> you mean all the ones you can watch free on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for now... Now you can watch him in high def. Ooh. See every little hair on Duncan's brush. <laughs> I'm glad you said brush. Anyway. <laughs> I thought that was going in a whole different direction. Don't switch again. We're a family show. Damn. But, um, well, sort of. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> you said. <laughs> I waiting for something. But, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that the value versus price is decent. And right now, I, it it's hard to say how yeah. much it is. We don't know what it is. The fact that it's some separate thing kind of sucks. It no, it it I'll straight, it does suck. It does. Unless I mean, it's like how many is a year. we've got we've got a month to see or to wait and see what exactly else comes with it. Well, I mean, we, we know there's what four different series coming with it: Angel of Death, um, Iron a whole Within, lot more. They've got all the animation. They've got like a half dozen you know, different things. However many yeah. different things that is. Four, eight, nine, ten. They got at least eleven. They got. They got at least 11 there. Wow. Wow. You sad there's no Imperial Fist show? No, because they wouldn't do them justice. I mean, maybe if Dan Abnett wrote it. Huh. Yeah, I wonder if any of the Black Library guys are involved in 
just getting tapped for scripts. Yeah. We know Dan is um, in some capacity. He talked about it on that uh, interview you gave. Oh, did he? Well, yeah, yeah. Dan he Adnet, said like Dan Abnett is dead to me and has been for a month now so. because he agrees with me on a lot of stuff. That's you know key to the Warhammer gods uniform. Garbage. The chaos gods aren't gods. Of course, he does have terrible taste in Legion, so you can't really trust anything. Roller Dorn's yeah. the best. He Primark. keeps killing the best ghosts. Like <sighs> no spoilers. May they live forever in our hearts and minds. Uh, no spoilers, but if you like a ghost, they're probably dead by now. They're, they're all. It's already too late. Yep. No, my my concern is like Hammer and but like it was supposed to be out um, a year and a half ago. Like, well, like you said, or like we Angels said before, of death pandemic. Has nothing, to, but Angels of Death being late has nothing to do with the pandemic, because if you remember, that was teased in. Uh, Nova 2019, like it should have been out. 18. Like, mm. eight, yeah, it was teased in 18 yeah. to be out. In Jeez, 19. was it? Yeah. yeah it, was a, it was a while. So like, you know, yeah, sure. It didn't make it by February 2020. It wasn't making it. <laughs> um, but then a lot of these other ones are like, like um, the Astartes one, right? That's like an awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Astartes 2. Yeah. yeah. How how long was Astartes 1 though? How long? Collectively? Yeah, yeah like, collectively. Though each one is what ten minutes, yeah, five minutes, I five think. minutes. I mean, sure, one guy doing that animation surely can't make a ten minute animation. He'd die. But I mean, that's the thing, right? You've hired on, which is great. Like, right? It's awesome mm-hmm. that they've hired on these like he's, amateur dudes to do it. Company to support him now. Yeah, he does, but not all of them. Yeah. But and that's the other thing. It's it's one thing to have a company to support you, but GW doesn't know damn about making a production. Yeah, just look like, at that first <laughs> Ultramarine movie they made. Yeah, right? <laughs> but they've got like, cash. To hire people who do. I mean that that's fair, but like I oh, I have a Matt little, Ward sitting there I mean, dictating <laughs> what sh- what should happen in each series. Hopefully the production is good. They released it was like uh, I don't know. It's it's sort of like yeah. going to I don't know twentieth century Fox and being like, hey, make a war game with all the miniatures, and you know the people you have to design rules. Steven. It's just Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Steven is going to write 11 different rules for you. And uh, it it took him two or three years, but uh, now he's got six months. Go. Yeah. Yeah. It might be delayed a little bit. So that'll be be interesting to see if their paid subscription can actually be. I'm a little nervous because one of their sneak peeks for this stuff, which I didn't watch the Twitch show. But from what I see on the uh, article, they didn't really show much. It was just a whole bunch of little teaser. Mm-hmm. One of the videos was a five minutes of going to each one of the uh, new shows and having like a 10-second audio blurb. Mm-hmm. And it really felt awkward and clunky. <laughs> because they're not a professional animation studio. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> reading, reading the couple of sentences here that they have for each one is just... it make. I'm excited for it. No, they're especially Iron Within. They're all oh. cool. They all look Man. amazing. The question is like, and that that's why I thought they were going to just charge by like maybe the season the show, of a show. Right? Yeah, because you may not necessarily be an Eldar fan to watch Exodite. Well, but even then, like, all right, all of these guys that they've hired are like did really cool, awesome, free stuff like in their free time as a hobby over a period of many years. <laughs> And that's very different than saying, you know, instead of, oh, you did 40 minutes over the course of two years to say, you have six months, you must deliver 16, like 25 minute episodes. Some of those guys may straight up be like, you know, this isn't fun. I'm not doing it. 
Like, I wonder. I kind of wonder if the. It's like if somebody actually paid me to do this, like yeah, <laughs> or Battlefield Heresy. You know, hey, do the entire Battlefield Heresy book in six months. What? It took us three years to make the first one. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, uh, well, it sounds like your problem. We'll still play test for you, GW. Do that for free, gratis. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You're welcome. Bring it back. It's all we want. Yep. Um. Yeah. A quick note here. You'll probably hear us make notes to things that you can't see. Uh, Jesse, now that we're back, quote unquote, in studio. Yeah, we are on the Vengeful Spirit now uh-huh. at the Chateau de Jesse. Yeah, Jesse uh, has this whole room set up and he's got a mounted TV with his iPad like broadcasting to it. So we're all just sitting around the table, but looking at the mounted TV for all of our information. It's really cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're having a grand old time. It's true. I've got a glass of port and... The wall is telling me things, yeah. and it's great. It's nineteen eighty. It's not nineteen eighty four. Fuck. What's the oh, What's the one where they oh have the Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit. Four fifty one. Yeah, where they have the we walls. We tried to go highbrow, ladies and gentlemen. Fahrenheit nineteen eighty four, guys. <laughs> yep. We read Fahrenheit nineteen eighty four, where the books are illegal for something for reasons. Know. I'm just glad that I now have a room where I can put my computer, my podcast, and my TV all in the same place. And both your three D printers and your Friggin' not just a airbrush station. What, no. One's a cleaner. One's a oh, it's a cleaner. Yeah, with his <laughs> giant cases to showcase all of his beautiful models. His millions of tiny meltabots. <sighs> Dark angel stuff all over the walls. Uh, it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only for patrons. We'll show you the behind the scenes. We'll take pictures of Jesse. I didn't say anything about puttering that. around his studio. <laughs> <laughs> if he looks surprised, it's because he is. He didn't expect it to happen. It's actually going to be its only fans for now. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. We're doing that now. Okay. Uh, just Jesse, though. Right. Just Jesse. <laughs> just, yeah. It's just pictures of him just staring at cables, trying to figure out what goes into what. <laughs> yep. Behind the scenes. Interact with your fans and make money. Or don't. Mm. Um, but we're not going to complain about Warhammer Plus for the entire episode. No, because, again, we don't know. Yeah, because, we don't know. again, we don't know. I mean, they, they could say that, hey, this is, like, whatever the price of, like, your yearly Warhammer bag, like, the yearly White Dwarf subscription, we're going to throw 10 bucks on top of that, and you get access to Warhammer Plus. Shoot, I'd get, War- I'd All get right. Warhammer Plus and Warhammer yeah, Plus. Like, I, I don't have either of those things, but I buy, because I only buy, like, maybe half the White Dwarfs that come out. Hell, I'll cancel Hulu to get that. I bet Warhammer Plus won't have commercials. I mean, Ooh, that's War- a bold statement. Isn't Warhammer yeah. Plus technically all commercials? Oh no! <laughs> as meta as possible. Yeah, it's nah, now I can't watch TV with my girlfriend while I paint though, because she's not going to want to watch. Who's that? Interrogator, Bo- Hammer and Bolter, Interrogator. She'll watch Interrogator. Angels that looks of Death. Good as shit. Yeah. yeah. Was there any Necromunda stuff on there? Yeah. No, I don't um, think so. One of those had a. Broken Lance. No, that looks a uh, ooh. High Lords looks cool. What? I tell you God. What. Uh, yeah, like Interrogator is going to be Necromunda E. He's in a Hive City. Hive He's city. doing inquisitive things. Oh man! All right. Well, I'm excited for it all over again. Until they see it. Until I see the price point. Well, I'll pitch in for a subscription, and then we just come to my place. Hey, okay, it won't okay. be any cheaper than the amount of money that I spend. It won't be any more expensive than the amount of money I spend monthly on Titanicus models, anyway. Yeah, but, but then you'll have fewer Titanicus models. <laughs> That's what you think. Yeah, it's exactly. A, it's it'll a be cost. A, it'll be a Citadel brush a month. Hmm. Don't like that. Forty dollars. <laughs> a box. Of, a, a 
can of chaos black a month. Oh God, no, no one can afford that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, in this economy, chaos black in this economy. <laughs> yeah, like you're not supposed to throw out your rattle cans. I, I know some of you monsters do, so I tend to keep them until I've got like a trash bag full and just take all of those to the dump separately. Mm. And I realized recently that I've got like eight spent cans just from like 2020. Minimum eight spent cans of like Gray Seer and Wraithbone. And that's like 22 bucks a guy. Like I was doing the math. I'm yeah. like, Jesus, yeah. fuck. That's a, that's a yeah. car payment. <laughs> that's a car payment in paint. Yeah. It, yeah. it really is. Yeah, that's, that's it. Going back to priming. I mean, payment. granted, I, oh. I've like, it all got, you know, none of it got thrown away, right? It all got used and I painted a shit ton. But also, you forget it. You forget about that, right? Because you never think about when you go and buy spray paint that it's like a cost cost. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a $20 can. Yeah, it's like when you buy a new paint. Like, yeah, but I'm using this forever. But yeah. with spray paint, you use it for like 50 models. Yeah, I think maybe. Or whatever. Yeah, I think maybe in the entire time I've been in the hobby, I've bought three bottles of Iron Breaker. And Iron Breaker is my most used paint. Yeah. So that's something oh, I've, not right I've there. bought like six things of Nolan Oil. Easy. The, well, that's the big we, ones. That's because we keep spilling them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, yeah, yeah. I do spill at least a third. It's true. Yeah. I think I brought 30 pots of Lamenters over. When I was at one of the stores in Washington, I saw a paint rack that had six pots of Lamenters yellow on it. Mm. I was like, they should, I don't know, probably like. <laughs> probably the cost. Two or three. Yeah, probably two or three bucks yeah. a pot. MSRP. Whatever it was yeah. at the time. It was wild. I was like, man. They could, they could be selling this for 20 bucks a pop and people would still buy it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, speaking of Titanicus, you know, it's back. It's time to get back to the actual things that matter. To the, to the things we wanted to talk about. Not just complaining about <laughs> cool shows and paying too much for them. Back in my day. Back in my day. We, we didn't have any shows. We had three channels. And our and global the- campaigns were letters written into GW. You had three channels, and if the president was on, your night was shot. <laughs> He's on every channel. Anyway. No escape. You had to go to channel three to play Super Nintendo. You can't oh, escape man. Nixon when he wants to talk at you. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, when he's not when he's dead, he's still on Futurama. I was about to say, <laughs> every time you go to Comedy Central, it's just another episode of Nixon on Futurama. Yep. I mean, that could be way worse things. The Nixon Let's power hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, we're going to talk Speaking about Titan. Speaking of power, we're going to talk about Titan. Yeah. Yes. Down your crack pipes right. and your beer pongs. Because there <laughs> is no greater power than that of a god machine. Um, but there are some god machines that are not less powerful, but less effective than others. And that's god machines that have giant fists and chainsaws. <laughs> For some reason, when you have lasers that are main gun weaponry on ships... Uh, running up and punching somebody, not as good. Yeah, yeah. Turns out in a shooting meta, trying to fight people uh, in face-to-face man fighting is a little more difficult. But don't worry, because we here at the Remembrancers Retreat have spent many an hour dying horribly on the line to bring you this, the Melee Legio episode. Guys, but I want to apologize in advance to our listeners for all the coward talk you just heard. Um, these are weak souls. And, and I just, I just want to apologize. How'd your last charge work out? You kill that warhound that you charge the back of? Let's not discuss it. The gifts of the dark gods are fickle, and uh, sometimes you roll four ones. Uh, sounds like you need a five point bl- uh, upgrade called Dark Blessing. <laughs> Take a real legion for a spin. Who? Murder lords, sir. It's gonna gonna be there hot you. today, folks. Yep. Mm. And not just mm. because we play in furnace. Mm. 
ever since Forge World released the build your own warlord function, which might not actually be around anymore. They may have discontinued For the 28 that. millimeter? Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. No. There have been people who were jokingly said, I'm going to buy a warlord titan with two power claws. All right, more power to you. But in Titanicus, you can run a warlord titan with two power claws. And it's awesome. Well, it looks cool. That's it certainly has <laughs> style. Awesome. It has style. Is that that's not right. serious? George Pickett yelling from the sidelines, that's the style. <laughs> um unfortunately, like we said, uh just Titanicus. like Lo Amistad, he'll get shot in the chest before he can stab <laughs> anybody. Go about as well as Yeah. Just about as well as... Uh, Civil War jokes here, guys. Yeah. Yes, for, for those of you across the pond or at the far side of the world. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, so you've probably learned that um, yeah, melee titans are kind of in a weird place, and a melee legion is in an in, in even weirder place in that it's super fluffy, looks super cool, but doesn't often uh, win you the day. But... That's okay. We're going to teach you a thing or two. Hard won knowledge from the front. Someone help me out here. Okay. What, what you need? Um, so we're going to start with, um, why would you want to play a Melee Legion? Um, other than the fact that it looks really cool. Why do you play with so many close combat weapons, Jared? Because I don't care about the lives of my Titan Command. That's, that's a good reason. We're here to die. It's, it's just, it's fine. It's all good. Dark. Three centuries to build the damn thing. A monument to his god, (laughs) and Uh he casually tosses them away. Just throw that reaver right over there. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Um, It is a lot of fun to play. Um, Titanicus is kind of like a lot of the other specialist games, a game of maneuver. And you get to really sit there, and it feels like there's a whole other level of strategy involved when almost all of your damage dealing is done at close range. Um, it's just, just be happy that Warhounds don't have melee weapons. Yet. (laughs) My God. I'm going to get that Bident one day. (laughs) One day. Um, there are few, few things quite as amusing as deploying against your opponent and him looking at your list like, why do you have five Reavers with power fists? (laughs) I I will say, it is very concerning. Uh, listeners, I don't have a single Titan melee weapon painted up. I don't believe in them. Um, but Steven sure as hell does, uh, and Jared would, if he played more games, uh, yeah, a two year <laughs> break from a game and people say you don't play it anymore. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> These guys. but it's true. I like my, Even, I, I like, I bought the original grandmaster edition. My warlord has two bellicosa cannons and by God, it's going to keep two bellicosa <laughs> cannons. And apocalypse worse. missiles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yes, I, I have been on the receiving end of Jared a couple of times, Steven all the damn time, uh, Dave a lot of all of these punchy lists. Uh, and it is a little concerning. Like, even though I don't think I've lost a game to a five close combat weapon reaver list. (laughs) (laughs) There were a few moments where you thought you might though. It's real dicey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So serious talk for for me, the the unpredictability of Titanicus, you know, you go in with a, a battle plan and you're, you know, even one turn ahead, you're like, all right, this is definitely going to happen. You know, I, I'm, I'm, my guys are just going to get railed here for a second. I'm, I'm, this is probably going to go down. And, you know, I had one game last uh, Nova 2019 where uh, 
I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to lose by points. I know this is going down. And, you know, my Reaver with a chain fist rolled on the uh, Awakened Machine Spirit and did a charge that it shouldn't have been able to do and killed a Warlord in a single round of combat. And, uh, yeah, it was good times. And, and, you know, it just it was not supposed to happen by any mathematical Well, and that's, know, that's the craziness of, a re- of, like, the close combat Titans is no nothing else in the game will – Kill it will take an enemy from full health to dead in one shot. Yeah. It like it's it just not statistically shouldn't. It can't happen. Yeah. Because even a Bellicosa, the best you're gonna do is hit twice and then do two criticals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just math that it can't possibly kill a thing. But when you get those close combat weapons going like on a charge or something. Six chain fist of the body. And like Mass says you're dead. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it's, always go down that way. That's yeah, why you have two Bellicosa cannons on your warlord, Austin. <laughs> I mean, you're you're not wrong there, Jesse. That's how you do it. That's certainly one way to do it. Yeah, but it is certainly a, like effective way. You to can do lose it. half your titans going in in a close combat list and still pull it out because mm-hmm. once you get yeah. there, yeah. yeah, you're there. Yeah, once you're there, you're you're stuck there. It's not like um, you know a 28 millimeter frontline game. Where you charge a big unit of world eaters into an enemy unit, they get wiped, and then they just get shot to pieces. Yeah, and then you're time. back to you're back to being a shooting list. Yeah, yeah. It's that Titan is there. He's still there. Oh God, he's still there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then a warlord explodes. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, so how how would you go about like if if you're not building your own? Because we're going to talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But what legions? Kind of you've thought about this most deeply. What legios would you take if you want to do a close combaty thing? So there's a couple of them that um, work pretty well with. Well, I say work pretty well. Work pretty well, relatively speaking, compared to others. Um, some of them are just built to get in there and punch stuff. And one of the early ones that they did was Legio Vulpa, the Death Stalkers. Um, primarily when you want to build a melee Legio, you're looking at uh, Reavers, mostly, and to a lesser extent, Warlords, because you can put the Arioch Power Claw on a uh, on a Warlord. It's not, in my opinion, as good as the Reaver. You're just too slow. You just don't add the speed. Six inch max. Um, but Legio Vulpa and Legio Lanascara are two of the best traitor legios to do it with. And then Legio Tempestus is probably the best loyalist legio. Um, Astorum, to a lesser extent, uh, because they have the war march, they go real fast the first two turns. An extra four inches, which... But first two turns, turns. that's a that's a turn of movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's eight extra no. inches over the course of two turns. Mm-hmm. That's No, no, no. It can go up to two extra inches per turn. For oh. a t- grand total oh. of four inches. Oh. That's well, not as impressive. Even so. You take a storm for the tankiness, which at the same time is not bad for melee. Yeah, so when it because, comes to... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Not like we were playing the other day, where I had my non-melee Warhound, that for some reason, even with being shot at by, I think it was your Warhounds, your... It was two Warhounds and a Warbringer. And a Warbringer, and I got up in the melee range practically with that little Warhound, because... I just you weren't happy able- by the time you got there, but you got there. I got there. It's being able to re-roll that emergency repair die. Mm-hmm. So, primarily when you're building a melee legio, um, you're focused on three things. Speed, because you have to actually get there in time. Mm-hmm. Durability, 
because you need to be alive when you get there and then actual damage output. And there is no Legio that does all three. There's no build that's going to get you all three of those in spades. You'll typically get two of them um, if you're lucky or if you're smart. So Legio Vulpa is uh, the Deathstalkers, and they fall in the speed and damage output category because they don't have a whole lot of survivability tools, um, but their Legio trait is Honor and Blood. The Deathstalker Titan that is within three inches of an enemy Titan increases its weapon skill by one and decreases its ballistic skill by one. Now, you may be looking at that and thinking, well, why do I want to lose the ballistic skill? Because I still have guns. I'm not going to put two close combat weapons on your Titan. Um, and the reason is, is because most close combat weapons have a range of two inches, which is under void shields. And when you're within, is it three or two that you switch to your uh, bullet weapon skill? Yep. So within your, when you are within those two inches, even your guns are going off of your weapon skill. So you can, what we like to do when we do these sorts of things is uh, we fire the guns and we let them ride. We just, wherever they go, that's where they go. Body, head legs you don't always want them to go on the weapons but there's a there's a good use for that um and then you follow up with free called shots with melee weapons and smash attacks to wherever the gun hit and you just tear the enemy open um so vulpa like i said damage output they're they're a lot more accurate at close range than a lot of their contemporaries um no pity for the vanquished is one of their stratagems for one the stratagem may be purchased by any vulpa player play the stratagem when an enemy titan is destroyed i.e makes a roll on the catastrophic damage table the and titan, this is which book is this in this is uh titan death we're on page 55 um the titan who inflicted the killing attack may immediately make another attack with the same weapon system against a fresh target within 12 inches of the destroyed titan so if you run up on uh, Warhounds, and it bears noting that when you're playing a close combat melee legio, um, there's an economy of force. You want to beat up smaller engines because they're going to give up victory points more easily than the bigger ones, and you retain map control a little better because now you don't have hounds running around shooting you in the back um, with plasma blast guns and worse. <laughs> little little shell shock in your eyes there, Stephen. <laughs> those those um, damn large blast plasmas. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so you roll up on somebody. You've got that big honking chainsaw where your hand should be. You carve open some uppity warhound. You play pity for the vanquished. And look, there's another warhound right there. Carve him open, too. And there's a good chance that second warhound's already going to be damaged. Because if one warhound blows up next to another warhound, it's going to be a bad time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... It's war gear is plasma gargoyles. They're not that great. Eh. Uh, they just inflict hits whenever you vent plasma against stuff within. Not uh, great hits. But not great hits. Too close because it's under voids. Right. Yeah. Well, it takes a strength hit. It's, it's a strength six hit. Um, and it's one strength six hit for every point that you vent. Um, yeah. But I feel like by the time that the damage control phase rolls around people have moved around again you're not mm -hmm. you're not within that um that venting yeah range. unless you've caught somebody yeah and for 15 points it's kind of kind of pricey but, it, but i mean it's also filling in the corners right yeah like it's well, true it, you never get a perfect list right and i tend to be between 50 and 100 points off of whatever we're trying to play 
Yeah, if so, you got an extra 15 yeah. points to spend, it's not a bad take. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't like jiggle around like the weapons you're taking or the titans you're taking to stick it in there. But odds are you're going to have at least one. Yeah, but the new uh, the new Loyalist Legio book introduces some universal war gear, um, which are mm-hmm. stuff that's just as useful, <clears throat> if not better than plasma gargoyles. But all in all, not a terrible take. Um, it just doesn't really help you a whole bunch. Um, and then Volpa's specific war gear, disruption emitters, is where they really bring home the bacon. Uh, this is 30 points, so it's a lot, um, but it adds two to the strength of its weapons with the melee trait and counts as a scale two higher when making a smash attack. So you're basically wow. paying 30 points to buy critical hits. Yeah. Um, and, uh, critical is that hits. For all titans? That's any titan can take it. That's nice. That's yeah. Yeah. Just stick a little disruption emitter on your Warhound feet, and it hits like a reaver. <laughs> like, like you said, pricey, but yeah, uh, but worth it if so you're going good. for melee. I mean, it's, like it's a you're, strength. You're strength running a lot of power fist. Yeah, you're running a lot of reavers. It's going to be on reavers, mm-hmm. and it's just nasty. Yeah, um, their personal traits. They have some good ones that kind of help them. This is where they get a little bit of survivability. Uh, Razor Tongue is my favorite one. It's at the start of the round. The princeps can choose an enemy titan within 24 inches of their own titan. Uh, and talk mad smack about that princeps mama. <laughs> uh, because for the duration of the round, the chosen titan, uh, his characteristic is reduced by two to a maximum of ten. So it's a lot harder Ugh. to get off orders like a first fire against a reaver who's right up in your business with the chain fist. Yeah. Um, bloodied but unbroken kind of encourages you to take damage or at least rewards you, gives you kind of a consolation for when you do. Um, For each point of critical damage, the Princeps Titan has suffered, not including critical damage inflicted on weapons. Increase the strength of any weapons with the melee trait and their smash attacks by one to a maximum of three, which you're already adding two to the strength of because you bought disruption emitters. So Reavers are suddenly better than Bellicosas. Yeah, just bonk strength 15 power (laughs) fist. You're dead. Yep. Um, And that cruel. Is that just for the Princeps Senioris? It's just for the Princeps Senioris. Um, but you know, if you do a little bit of shenanigans, then that, that reaver is going to get where it wants to go. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about stratagems for getting melee legios in better positions later. Um, but bloodied, but unbroken is really good for a Titan. That's going to be taking damage before it gets where it's going. Um, and then cruel is, uh, when making smash attacks against a unit of, uh, with a scale of five or lower. So knights increase the strength of weapons by two. Um, which is super important. It's kind of situational. Um, you don't generally want to be waiting into a knight banner to punch them because being in combat with knights is the absolute last place that any Titan wants to be, hmm. uh, without exception. Um, but increasing the strength of the hits that you're going to deal to them by two, again, another two with disruption emitters, you're just punting knights into the stratosphere. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you can get, because what you want to do with knights is you want to hit them with strength 10 or better. Because you want them to have no saves and you want to evaporate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're a punchy legio and you're doing it, you know, classic styles, everybody has a fist, you're not going to shoot all those knights to death. So this yeah. is a nice way to handle it. Mm-hmm. And any guns that you have are probably going to bounce off their shields anyway. Mm-hmm. Or at least you're not going to hit them hard enough to really affect the shield. Yeah, and you're going to be full striding and a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um, Lanascara is the other traitor legio that... Um, has a real good chance of doing some good damage. Um, they are more of the speed and a damage output um, triangle. That's kind of where they where they live. 
Does uh, anyone have Crucible of Retribution on hand? Because I never. I have it right here. Oh, I mean, you did on my book. Excellent. Um, Which so one the, are we looking for? Uh, Legio Lanascara, Crucible of Retribution. Common spelling. Okay. Lanascara, L A N. Common spelling. Oh, L A N. Yes, and so on and so forth. Uh, these guys are the Impalers. They have a real cool, like, kind of Pacific Island-looking um, paint scheme. Their I, their world is full of caustic seas. They hunt big, giant monsters under the ocean. Uh, direct measures is their Legio trait, which is once per round, a single Legio Lanascara Titan can push, can move using their boosted speed uh, without needing to push their reactor. Bring the mic over to the side so when you're looking, you can talk right in. I see there what you're saying. There. Ah, gotcha. Um, New technology. Yeah, it's it's we're all old on the inside, so some of this stuff is hard. Shit, I'm old on the outside. Uh, that's true. I see all that gray in your beard. Um, so once per round, a Legion and a Scar Titan can move using their boosted speed value without needing to push their reactor. And a lot of Reavers, particularly, need to balance their heat between speed for getting them where, need to, where they need to go and shields for keeping themselves alive for when they get there. Uh, direct measures makes Lanascara just a little more efficient when it comes to that balance. Um, a free nine-inch movement on a Reaver is nothing to sneeze at, because, boy, those guys can move. Uh, their second trait is bullish, and this is one of my favorite ones. So whenever they make attacks as part of a charge order, a Legio Lanascara Titan can make a smash attack in addition to any other attacks that it makes. Which effectively translates to two attack rolls uh, per charge order, hmm. which a lot of uh, a lot of legios when they charge, they want to start piling on the damage. Uh, Lanascara, if you can just delay the instant gratification just a tiny bit, mm-hmm. you will see yourself being you'll see yourself safer. Is what it does. Um, Lanascara can charge up, make a smash attack. Uh, with either their melee weapon or just by existing and break off a weapon. They immediately follow it up with the second smash attack and break off the other weapon. Suddenly that reaver with the macro gatling and the melta cannon that you charged is just a big armless baby. It can't fight back. Sure, maybe it's got a, you know, an apocalypse missile launcher or a mega bolter, but like, ha, you're a fully healthy reaver. You don't care. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, their specific stratagem is Heedless Charge. This stra- It's one point. Uh, this stratagem may be purchased by any Lanascara player. Play the stratagem at the start of the strategy phase. For the remainder of the phase, any friendly Lanascara Titan can be issued a charge order without the need to make a command check. It's Ooh-hoo. so good. Yeah, for one, for one stratagem point. For one stratagem point because... Ah, but hang on. For, at the... For remainder of the phase, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's for multiple Titans. And too. any yeah. Titan, yeah. Okay, yep. so that's you, pretty sweet. It's across the board. Um, any person who's ever, Dave will tell you, I will tell you, there are a few things more frustrating uh, to play a melee, melee list is when you fail your first charge order. Mm. Uh, you needed to get it off to actually kill your opponent, and now you've screwed everybody else in your maniple. And now everyone is going to die. Yep. Really... Sometimes all it can take is one failed charge order for your whole battle plan to just go straight into the toilet. Sure. <laughs> and, and I've I've seen it happen many times. Uh, although I will say, going back to bullish, you've you've given given the uh the safe option, right? Mm-hmm. Which is rip both their arms off and uh, then wait for it. 
However, this does give you the other option, especially if you've got a long distance charge, you know, if you're getting that max bonus. Yeah. And that is you come charging in, and the first thing you do is smash attack the enemy somewhere, and then you power fist him to death. I do enjoy power fisting people to death. Because, like, let's let's go back to Jared's lovely last game, just because it's funny. Right? <laughs> He's got a punchy reaver. He's found the backside of a warhound. He charges the maximum distance. Them sweet, sweet three extra attacks. Six attacks in the charge. It was a it was a chain fist, right? And I used the uh, traitor's one time per game ability yeah, that gets to get an extra, extra attacks. Yeah, it's six yeah, attacks. Extra, yeah, six attacks. Straight, four ones straight to the body. Yep, straight to the body. Four ones. It doesn't die. Legio Lanascara. You have you have that insurance policy, right? Yeah. Because that ha- that happens more than we would like to admit. Mm. Oh yeah. That you get like five attacks and you hit on twos and you hit with three and oh, you only did two crits and a direct. Guy's not dead. Guy's gonna walk off. But uh, being able to get two more like limp off, but sure, he's yeah. not dead yet. Yeah. Backs up out of range yeah. and just shoots you to yeah. pieces again, mm. which is what happened. Yeah. Um. But uh, not Lanascara. They just do two attacks and finish off. It's a real bad time to be fighting the Impalers. Uh, their specific war gear is a nice little 10-point um, bit. It's called Mordentized Ceramite, but what it does is it subtracts one from the strength of all armor rolls made by an attack um, by a weapon with the maximal fire trait, even if it doesn't use maximal fire. So really, that's just plasma weapons. It's the Sun Fury. It's the Blast Gun. I don't think it's really going to help you that much against a suzerain plasma destructor, but like it's there. Congrats. <laughs> it's the thing that makes a uh, critical and devastating yeah. question mark, um, <laughs> which, you know, you don't see a whole lot of sun furies, um, but you do see a ton of plasma blast gun, the uh, ubiquitous friend maker pattern warhound. It's a mega bolter and a plasma gun. Everybody's got one. Yep, because it's polite in 40k. Yeah, but they realize it's real good in, thir- in uh, Titanic. Yeah, brutal. Um, and you know, hounds aren't hounds are almost your consistently your biggest threat as a melee legio um, because they can just slip right behind you. You can't catch them. If you do, they're dead. But catching them is the hard part, and they almost always have plasma blast guns. Um, so a nice little extra point of defense uh, for 10 points, always take it. Um, they have a couple of uh, personal traits that, again, are more of the damage output sort of way. Uh, one is Cruel, which is lifted directly out of Volpa. It's, again, um, making attacks against anything with strength uh, 5 or lower, increase the strength of the hits by 2, punt knights, or step on them. You know, whatever you want. Just imagine a big, giant, titan-sized fist flicking a knight. And that's what you've got. Uh, Titan Killer is probably the best one. Uh, once per round, the Princeps may reroll all armor rolls of one for an attack made against an enemy Titan. Which, again, going back to Jared's example, boy, did he snake eyes. He snake eyes so many times that he actually was a spider. It's true. Just, that would have been real good. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been um, real good. Their rerolls are kind of hard to come by in Titanicus, and rerolls to armor rolls are even harder to find. Um, Again, you're just making a super-powered Princeps Senioris. He, he's here to take skulls. That's once per round, too. Yeah, uh, once per round. It's not a... It's once, like a once per game. It's, it's ridiculously yeah. good. And Every it time. is all the armor rolls. So those yeah. four ones, 
would not have been so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You would have chainsawed that warhound in half. Uh, and then the third one is Heedless Rage. Once per round, the Princeps may make an attack with a disabled weapon with the melee trait. Once the effect of the attacks have been resolved, Princeps Titan suffers a strangle, single strength 10 hit to the body. Um, less useful, or rather a little more niche, um, because, but a smart player will try and blow your melee weapon off before you get there. Yeah, like that. that's what my hounds do, is mm-hmm. they take that Mega Bolter... And, you know, especially if, like, the plasma misses or, you know, something mm-hmm. something has gone awry, uh, I'll just run up and shoot your arm off because yeah. then you're not going to kill me. You're just done. Um, or when you get into boxing matches with other melee titans, whoever goes first is always going to yep. call shot to At your fist. At least one of those weapons mm-hmm. is going to the fist. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lanascara is a nice, um, I know I said speed and damage output, but they're actually closer to survivability and damage output uh, on the triangle. So that's always fun. Um, I'm going to let Jared talk about Interfector while I find Tempestus. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Legio Interfector, the murdered lords, are my uh, first Legio. They're my chosen Legio. I've done by far the most games with them. Um, their whole kind of shtick is not necessarily survivability or killing powder. It's insanity. Um, basically, in the wake of, of Horus's betrayal, they they went from the most loyal Legio to the most corrupt and just kind of, you know, their minds just sort of broke. They're called the um, murder lords. Yes. So uh, their Legio traits just, just pretty dipping real deep into that word bearers uh, trope. Huh? Uh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> So uh, they they have uh, their legio trait is creeping madness. Uh, so when a titan is activated in the movement phase, they can roll on the insanity table, which is basically a D three table. It's a dark embrace. The uh, on a one, uh, you immediately make a charge. Uh, number two is weapon overload. Um, you gain the first fire order, and you shoot a weapon. Add. Uh, counting the weapon strength as two higher and it's dice as one higher than normal. So you got a really, really nasty weapon, you know, if it's your volcano cannons or your, uh, bellicosas, I mean, that, that can really put some hurt on somebody and the weapon's disabled afterwards. So you overloaded it and it just blows up on you or static scream, which takes away all orders within a 12 inch bubble of you, which is, can be nasty, but is, is the least, uh, in my experience, the least, preferable of it those certainly choices. It stops you from being countercharged, though, which it is does. important. Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, but speaking of taking away orders, uh, their stratagem, Portents of Doom, um, it's two points, and you declare this during the strategy phase. Any enemy Titan within 12 inches of a Interfactor Titan may not be issued orders this round. Yeah, it's deeply disrespectful. Uh, it's you need super the, you fun. You need orders. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you just die. You know, I, I yeah, I generally wait. Yeah, you know, wait until it was, you know turn three, turn four. Things are getting spicy. You know, your 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 guys have spent a little bit of time running up the field towards your enemy and get this right at the at the crucial moments when they need. You know, you're down to the wire and your opponent needs to pull something off. Uh, be it a charge, be it first fire, be it whatever. Well, they can't now. Um, it's just nasty. It takes away a whole section of the game from your opponent. Um, they have a second one that's that's very situational. I've only used it once or twice. Um, 
it's uh it, it is extremely useful if you end up using it um tormented machine spirit um it's one point uh essentially if you're if you roll on the awakened machine spirit table um you can use the stratagem instead of rolling on it and uh you make two shooting attacks uh against the nearest enemy titan wherever that might be so if your guy's right up on the enemy and he you know awakens machine spirit trying to push the reactor well you know you're making some nasty shooting attacks instead of doing a charge or whatever you might have been doing so it's it's not bad it's not bad um it's just very situational um their war gear is really good they have a uh uh, for the Reaver or Warhound Titan, they can purchase static rounds for the Mega Bolters for 15 points. And these against a shielded enemy, that's an enemy that's still got voids, a 5 or a 6 will cause 2 hits. And that doesn't sound like much, but say you roll a bunch of 5s and 6s, all of a sudden you're piling on 10, 12 hits on your opponent. Uh, those shields will go away very quickly. Um, their personal traits for their, their princeps are pretty pretty basic dark fanatic um this one's pretty interesting in that uh the first time your princeps rolls on catastrophic damage on a roll of a d10 six seven eight or nine uh you ignore that damage so you just don't get destroyed i think i used that last uh last game on on one of the princeps yeah yeah it, it kept a minute for a turn which is nice yeah it's uh kind of a well i would i can't really say it's a step above the the main rulebook the main rulebook one, yeah, um, where you have to roll greater than the thing that happened to you. Yeah, so the the main rulebook one, which everyone can get, is a Will of Iron, which is the first time catastrophic damage roll is made for the Prince of Seniors, roll a d10. If it equals or beats the result of the catastrophic damage roll, it's ignored and has no effect. So, you know, if you're silenced, congratulations, you're still in the fight. Uh, if you have a you know, core breach and light up like a fucking Christmas tree. Eh, your way is better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, they have raving madmen. This one, th these next two, I'm just not a fan of. Um, when rolling a D10, such as to determine the first player or when making up a command check, um, the princeps can count any roll of a nine as a six or a six as a nine. So <laughs> do, you have to, do you have to declare beforehand? Uh, it doesn't say so. All right, well, that sounds real good to me. <laughs> I mean, again, oh, it's not yeah, terrible. It's just, you know. Yeah, you if you don't have to declare it, then yeah. congratulations. I have an extra nine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh. And I don't have to look to see where the damn pip is on my die. <laughs> <laughs> that that may be, may be the most. It is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and number three, hollowed out. Um, the princeps does not add two to its command checks for being the princeps senioris. However, uh, they ignore all damage results from critical damage to the titan's head so they're they're a zombie i mean eh. how often does your princeps get hit in the head i mean nah, the answer depends is depends if the other guy's got a chain fist or not <laughs> are, are you gonna aim chain I mean, fist to the head then, really only on yeah. accident yeah I yeah would, that's that's I the would, thing no i'd carve off the head um but it, it tends for to be ultimate style points because everyone knows in the in the land of the collegia titanica there is no greater kill than taking your opponent's head with your close combat. Okay, but in the heat of moment and, and yeah, but no when vote when you're five drinks the game. in. Yeah, are you going <laughs> to... Look, when you're five drinks in, you're more likely to do it. Yeah. Well, the, head, has, the <laughs> head is most heavily armored, but it has the shortest damage track. And when you start piling on the crits... 
it's a lot of bad things happen. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 reduction to accuracy that comes from uh, crits to the head is something that I think a lot of people overlook. True. True. Uh, so yes, I've, I've been I've been you know singled out as a uh, melee heavy player, but my favorite approach to uh, playing Interfactor is sort of combining melee and just just close close in combat rather than just specifically punching people in the face um specifically my my all-time favorite maniple if y'all are you know interested in talking maniples at the moment we're always here to talk about maniples uh is the ferox light maniple um so basically it's a uh you know combine combination of uh one reaver and two warhounds or up to two reavers and three warhounds and it has the night fighters trait um uh, when a Titan or Ferox light panoply makes attacks against a target that is no further away than its scale in inches, so just get close, um, you know, uh, eight inches for a Reaver, six inches for a Warhound, uh, they add one to the armor rolls they cause. So your pins are getting better, your Mega Bolters are getting stronger, your, uh, you know, your Chain Fists, your Power Fists, all of that is just beefier. Um, Titans in a Ferox Light Maniple may also choose whether or not to use their weapon skill or ballistic skill within two inches of an enemy. Now, this one, even more so than the uh, than the boost to the armor rolls, is to me a game changer in that you can run your Warhounds right up in someone's business and you know use your ballistic skill instead of your weapon skill. So, which is usually still better. Yeah, yeah get those. Uh, you know, get that Warhound right underneath a warlord's shields and hit him with your uh, hit him with your plasma. And you know, if you get him behind, hey, that uh, you know you're adding one because of the maniple trait, and then two because of uh, outflanking somebody and your you know your flamestorm cannon or three for a squadron. Yeah, your your uh, inferno gun is now a uh, strength ten, three auto hits. <laughs> you know that's that's good times. It is. It is indeed. Um, but uh, to me, it really is a game changer in that, uh, you know, it's given your, your specifically for melee, it's given your guys a boost to, you know, your chain fists are now the strength of power fists. Um, you know, your power fists are now hitting on twos rather than hitting on threes. I mean, it, just, it just gives everybody that little extra bit of oomph. I'm glad you brought that up, the Ferox Maniple, because I have something to say about it when you're finished. Proceed. Well, um, so... The three legions that we've talked about here are all traitor legions. Um, but even though traitor legions kind of generally lean towards what you might consider more brutal combat rules. Well, and and the traitor And the trait. traitor trait, yes, as well, allows them once per game to add plus two to their boosted movement and plus one to any um, to the dice value of any melee attack so you effectively get an extra die on the charge and you actually charge a little bit further um but the loyalists specifically legio graphonicus has their fair share of melee madness although you do kind of have to get a little um creative with it and what we're going to do is i'm going to tell you about it here uh graphonicus is found in the main rule book they are um, or in just Trader Legios. They are on page 91, sorry, uh, 89 of the basic rulebook, or they're in uh, the Loyalist, Loyalist Legios book. But what you're going to do is you're going to make use of two of their traits. Uh, one is Lust for Glory, 
um, which is when, after both sides have deployed, a player commanding a Legio Graphonicus battlegroup can declare that any of their titans will claim an enemy titan as a target. Declare out loud which titan is making the claim and their intended target, and write both down. If the titan attacks its intended target, the controlling player can reroll hit rolls of one and add one to the result of any armor roll. However, if another titan attacks the intended target, then the claim is forfeit, and this rule no longer applies. So right now, we're leaning towards damage output and accuracy. Uh, Their second Legio trait is Mainstay of the Titan Legion, and I'm reading the uh, verbatim from their original publication, but they have since been updated to be able to uh, replace any uh, Warlord or Warhound Titan with a Reaver. Um, so assembling a Legio Graphonicus Maniple, players can select t- up to one Reaver Titan in place of a Warlord Titan or Warhound Titan. Again, now you can replace any of your Titans with a Reaver Titan. And here's what you do. You take that Ferox Maniple that Jared was talking about, which gives you the plus one, right, when you're mm-hmm. within your scale. Yep. You replace all of the Warhounds with Reavers. So now you have a five Reaver Maniple, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, is it any or any mandatory? Any. Yeah. Okay. It's real good. It's real good. <laughs> uh, replace all of them with uh, Reavers. You give them the Graphonicus specific uh, specific war gear, motive subreactors. Uh, although Reaver Titans are not designed to act as scouts, Legio Graphonicus has them in such great number that it is sometimes necessary for them to be adapted to the role. The most effective method involves installation of... I'm reading the wrong part. A Legio Graphonicus <laughs> Reaver, which is... You don't chosen- care about the fluff right now? <laughs> yeah, we're on it. It's a thick episode, but we got time. Uh, a Legio Graphonicus Reaver, which is chosen as part of a maniple in place of a Warhound, uh, may be fitted with motive subreactors for 25 points. This allows the Reaver to use its boosted speed and turn characteristics without pushing its reactor. However, each time the Titan suffers a critical hit to its legs, roll a d6. On a result of three or less, its reactor level is increased by one. But as I've said, speed is of the essence when you play a melee Legio. And now, as you run across the field with five Reavers, all of them moving nine inches and turning three times for free, which leaves your uh, reactor space... Um, free to keep pushing your shields to keep you alive while you get there. All right. Now you give them all power fists. Every one of them declares an enemy Titan that they're going to go fist fight like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Once that's done, now you're getting plus one to all of your armor rolls within eight inches and you're in melee range. So you're already getting that thing, that, that bonus. Because you're still using a Ferox maniple, you're getting another plus one. So now you have plus two in the front. Not even counting side or rear if you somehow manage to make it there. And here's what's crucial. You're re-rolling ones for armor and for hit Mm. against your chosen rival. It's like a whole maniple of Muhammad Ali just running up on Joe Frazier and just beating (laughs) the ever-loving dog shit out of him. (laughs) That was a deep pull there, Steve. That was pretty good. Got it. Yeah, read some Google about it. Now, here's where it gets more fun, right? One of their uh, personal traits is called Reckless Maverick. So once per battle, the Princeps Signoris Titan can be activated a second time in the movement phase or combat phase. After doing so, uh, advance the Titan's reactor level three times. So your Princeps Signoris, your, uh, your king of Muhammad Ali clones, if you will, can now charge in the movement phase and punch can then punch again 
in the combat phase can then reckless maverick for a third and yay shall i say it fatal punching in the combat phase and then increase the reactor and hopefully not die um but there is absolutely no way any titan from a warhound to a warmaster is going to stand up to a triple punching from a souped up reaver that's quite a bit it's it's quite the fisting. I would not want to be on that on the opposite <laughs> yeah. end of that. No. See that that that's just straight fisto. Yeah, you will try as hard as you can, and this time you will fist them all. Fisto with Muhammad Ali clones. <laughs> yeah. Just whatever uh whatever weird analogies you want to use. I prefer boxing just because, well We're we're here for it. Here we are. Um Master Duelist as well, uh failed hits to the Princeps Senioris Titan. Uh, or rather four, can be re-rolled when it's making attacks against a target within eight inches. Uh, you're probably re-rolling your ones anyway, which is the only thing you're going to miss on with a power fist in melee. Um, so that's really not one that you're going to want to take. It's a bit redundant. Yeah. Um, and Hunter Without Equal is largely in the same boat of just being redundant if you're fighting somebody that you've already claimed as your target. So Reckless Maverick is the way to go. Punch them all. And um, I think we're going to take a brief break uh, before we get into how to build a Titan Legio if you're using Crusading Legions. We'll be right back after this. Long pause to long press to pause, short press to go back. Okay, got it. But we are recording, which is the important thing. Yeah, and more important... The previous hour is recorded as well. So. That is definitely more important. And we're back. Yay. Talking about more Melee Legio. Um, this time we're talking about how to build your own Melee Legio. There's a great bevy of rules to be found um, in the Crusading Titan rules, which are in Defensive Ryza on page 93. Um and Austin, there are, there are a ton. Yeah, there's a lot. There's of them. a ton that, and a ton that specifically work for melee titans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Austin sat there and, and machined out one while we were um, getting set up today. So we're gonna let him take it away for a while. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I think, well, at least you did one as well. So we'll we'll see we'll see if we're coming down uh, the same pipe at this. So the first one I have for the legio trait is oh, quick note, uh, crusading legios. You have a choice of uh, traits, war gear, stratagems. You can pick four. No more of two of any one. Yes. Four, four total, no more than two of any one type, mm -hmm. um, which is where things get interesting. So the first one I would tr get is traits, uh, engines of war, uh, which choose a class of titan for the following list. For me, it's going to be the reaver titan. And the titan legion may always substitute one of the mandatory titans in a mana pool with a titan of this type. So it's just to get that other reaver in there, it, it expands your options a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um and I've got a plan for it because I also have a maniple. I have a couple of maniples that will work really well with this, I think. Right. It bears noting with Engines of War as well that uh, maniple benefits that specifically call out a class of Titan do not carry over to the replacing Titan, only general benefits. Yes. So if you replace it with whatever and mm -hmm. it's like, oh, every every Warhound in this Legion, in this maniple gets a bonus, the Reaver doesn't get it. But if it's all Titans or even all Reavers in this maniple, it would get it. Yeah. Uh, so that's number one. My second trait that I'm going to take is Noble Lineage. Interesting. Right? Oh, I know where this is going. So, How about it? So for this, 
Uh, during deployment, before any units have been deployed, Reaver Battle Titans from this Legio can be paired. So you choose two Reavers, uh, and they become a squadron, just like you can do with Hounds. Uh, and then uh, they do not have to be part of the same maniple, and a battle group can contain one or more pairs of Reavers. At the beginning of each round, paired Reaver Titans may be formed into a squadron with each other. Uh, these squadrons last till the end of the round. However, paired Reaver Titans in a squadron may not merge Void Shields. So it's a little different than a Warhound squadron because you can unsquadron them and squadron them up again, mm -hmm. but they don't share shields. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll, I'll talk about my whole like thought process for the whole thing once I get all, all four of them mm -hmm. out of the way. Uh, the next one I have is a Legio-specific stratagem. Mm -hmm. Two points. Uh, enduring Gods. So you play it during any strategy phase. Uh, any Titan from this Crusade Legio may immediately be issued emergency repairs without the need to make a command check. After the repair rolls have been roll resolved, make a command check for any Titan issued an order in this way. If the check is successful, discard the order. After the effects of the strategy have resolved, the player may issue no more orders for the remainder of the round. So that's exciting. Okay. And then the last one uh, is Jared's favorite, uh, secondary shield generators. Any of the Legio's Titans can be upgraded with secondary shield generators for 25 points. Once a game, when, this, uh, when a Titan with this upgrade has a void shield level of X, i.e. has no voids, and is chosen as a target for a weapon attack, it may engage the secondary shield generators. This must be done before any dice are rolled. And I think also this has been FAQ'd uh, so that instead of every weapon attack you get the choice to do it or not it's now when it's becomes the target of a titan yep um because before this is this is one that my legio has uh i would say well what are you gonna do are you gonna fire the missiles at me first i don't care i'm gonna let those go through and then save it for the bellicosa or whatever um now you have to yeah now now you have to think about it a little bit i hate you austin uh, just so before you before you explain then, well, your um Oh, carry on. Yeah, get, mm -hmm. there's a little more to it. So uh -huh. once you do this, uh, you immediately increase the Titan's Void Shield level by D3 and the Reactor level by the same amount. So if you roll a 2 on your D3, you get two shields back, you get two heat, um, and you can't use this uh, if you suffer the VSG burnout critical damage effect. Mm -hmm. So before you explain your thought process here, I'm guessing that of the damage output, survivability, and speed triangle, you are leaning towards speed and survivability. I, While I am egregiously willing to throw away the lives of my engines in ridiculous <laughs> maneuvers... Um, I know that about myself, so I do like my Titans survivable. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the big downfalls of a, of a punchy list is that you lose two or three Titans getting in, and then you can't... You can't make up the, the can't lost bring, ground. Yeah, you're already on a back foot. Mm -hmm. But if you can make it in with four or five, suddenly everyone has a bad time. Because what will happen is if two or three of your punchy Titans... Say you have five punchy... you got the mm -hmm. five Corsair, right? right. Classic. Mm-hmm. You go in, and two or three of them get punched to death, or get shot to death on the way in. Uh, you punch two enemy titans to death, but if the enemy is smart, his other three titans have spread out. They've circled around, and you, there's no way you're going to catch all of yeah, them. Yeah, you can't catch all of them, and even if you do, it's another like 15 inches to get to the next titan, so that's another two turns of being shot at, mm -hmm. and that's where it all tends to fall apart. Um, but again, if you get there with everybody, 
<laughs> Does that not matter? Uh, so this is this is my thought process okay. in general. Mm-hmm. Is you've got more reavers to get into more maniples. Um, noble lineage is another important one because what'll happen is one, it lets you issue charge orders two at a time, right? And it lets you activate two titans at a time. And in the first turn or two, you know, you're kind of playing that activation game and you want the last activation. But mm-hmm. once you're in charge range, boy, you just want to get there. Yeah. Right? You don't want that Warhound backing up four inches and suddenly being out of charge range. Yep. So I didn't, I didn't think of that. That's an excellent point. Yeah. So this this isn't so much, oh, it's cool. Like, I'm not, I don't care about the coordinated strike, right? I'm, I'm punching people to death. Well, now, interesting that you should say that because I'm thinking about it. And coordinated strike... You could still use it to good effect um, because, sure, both of your Reavers probably aren't going to be on the same target. Uh-huh. But if you have a one Reaver that's a little further back, maybe the, it's mm-hmm. slowed down for whatever yeah, reason. or it finished off its target. Mm-hmm. Throw some Apocalypse missiles at whatever it is mm-hmm. the other guy wants to punch. Congratulations, coordinated strike. Yep. yep. There's silver linings, mm-hmm. to be sure. Uh, and then enduring gods is again that's that wanting to live, yeah, and wanting to still move and wanting to still attack, having them smoking them, yeah. Um, and then of course the secondary shield generators will just. This is actually a not a, not really so much a survival strategy, mm-hmm. um, but a heat management strategy, because what you do with the secondary shield generators is you no longer for a lot of things needing to push a reactor for shields Mm -hmm. because you know that when you lose shields, you'll just get them back again. Right. So it, it lets you stay cool while you're pushing for heat to go faster and faster Mm -hmm. and get there. Oh, an excellent plan. So that's the plan. Uh huh. A word of caution to use with it to our listeners who are thinking about using those uh, shields is, uh, you know, Austin was using these against me and, uh, when our last turn, our last turn of the last game, uh, blew up two titans. Oh no! You'll spike. Own. You'll spike yourself. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, but, but also you. Sp- I, I don't think they were redlined either. I think they. Uh, well, they were in the also, yellow, and you'll also spike. Bad. You'll also spike yourself with hounds. Yeah, because yeah. that's a my reaver has a more robust track. Yeah, that's my problem. Is it? I, I think you did. You did I spoke myself with a, hounds. I believe it was a reaver and a hound. No, the reaver went down because the hound exploded in the worst possible way. Yes, because the the hound went nuclear and did two crits to the reaver's body. Yeah, hate to see and it. The reaver blew. It. So those are the traits I'm working with, and then for maniples, I've got two exciting choices for. Listen you. to that book thunk. Right, down. it's, it's, a, it's so a heavy hefty book. I'm not uh, going to be able to cut that out. I mean, I could, why but I'm we? not going to spend no, five hours cutting no, it out. No, it's <laughs> let the listeners. <laughs> yeah. That's what the that's what the patrons pay for is to hear. Yeah. The, yeah, you remember, that, remember those sounds book. back when we do live recordings? It's back now. Yeah, yeah. We, we're doing work. Yeah. Sorry. The lasagna episode number two. <laughs> of the sound of knowledge. <laughs> They're um, weighty with authority. So the first one I'm going to do, mm-hmm. the Fortis Battle Manable. Mm. So the mandatory components of this are one Warlord, which I am subbing out for a Reaver, mm-hmm. and two Reavers. So I'm going to have three Reavers, optional components, another Warlord, or another Reaver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's face it, there's no harm in having a Warlord in this maniple, right. uh, either for long-range fire support or for just classy extra punching. Just a one big claw. So its special uh, maniple trait is Titanic Fortresses. Uh, 
And the first part of it doesn't really matter because it requires them to not move. And then they ignore armor roll modifiers for structural damage. That Put that from your mind, dear listener, if you're following along, because you're a punchy legio, you're moving. Mm-hmm. The important part here is that Titans and a Fortis Battle Maniple may merge their void shields. So the answer is stick everybody together and run at the enemy. Yep. And then break off when it's time to start punching stuff. Break off when it's time to start punching stuff. But also remember, what will happen when you're sharing voids, generally speaking, is that all the saves get dumped onto one engine, right? They get dumped onto one engine, and then its voids go down. And then it tends to be the target of attacks. Because obviously, its shields are down. But you have secondary shield generators, which means those shields will spark back up. And it just gives you that extra survivability as you're also saving all of these shield saves. So that's an exciting option. And then the other one, which I like more, this this would be the one I'd actually try and run a lot, um, is the Dominus Battle Force Maniple. Uh, mandatory component, a Warlord, again, being subbed out for a Reaver and two more Reavers, and a Questorus or Serastus Night Banner. Uh, the Maniple traits here are Auspec Bafflers, uh, so if a knight banner from a Dominus Battle Force is wholly within six inches of a Titan from the same maniple, uh, and both the Titan and at least one knight are visible to the attacker, the attacks made against Titans from more than two inches away suffer a minus one to hit. And then Noble Sacrifice, if the Titan within the Dominus Battle Force maniple takes a hit from an attack originating more than two inches away, it may transfer the hit to any knight within six as long as the model is visible to the attacker. Uh, that's done before armor rolls are made. You pick a guy. He might blow up. He might not. Um, but it's not your reavers getting punched in the face. That's the important part. Yeah. Uh, and this is just goes back to that survivability, right? You get, like, you, you have all of your reavers. You've got a couple of night banners there to soak firepower. And you're just running at the enemy as quickly as possible. Uh, and it seems real good. Not going to lie, especially if those Serastus are uh, Lancers. Yeah. 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 And typically when it comes to building uh, melee legios is that punchy reavers come relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll always have points left over for knights. So, yeah, the Dominus is an, is an excellent way to keep those um, knights, which are, let's face it, going to die anyway. So they may as well uh, do something useful on their way out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, any particular stratagems other than your Legio-specific ones that you would take? Um, well, see, the thing of it is, when you take a Legio-specific stratagem, and that's especially one that's two points, mm-hmm. uh, it is half of your like pool for right. the most part. Um, so there's a couple of good ones you can throw in there, um, but I don't think there's any specific ones. So I don't know if you want to talk about stratagems right this second, or if you want to do... There's a, there's a couple. If you want to do your legio your um, DIY Legio yeah, first. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll do the Legio first, and then we'll go over some stratagems. Um, but yeah, other, uh, otherwise. So yeah, I, that, that's my thoughts. I like that it's out of the box. It's a little a little more, less straightforward than you would think. When you took um, Noble Lineage, I was like, are you, are you just trying to go for uh, coordinated fire? But no, I really like your idea as far as map control, um, because... Worst thing is always when some warhound's like, that dude's going to charge me. Bye. Uh huh. And then runs away. <laughs> yeah. And um, generally, because this is what happens to me, like as somebody who doesn't play one of these Legios, 
the most terrible thing is when you've got two of your Titans in charge range and I go, okay, like I can only save one. Mm -hmm. And Steven's going first, FML. Um, but if Steven goes first with this Legio, guess what? Ha <laughs> they're a squadron. Everyone you love is dead. Yep. Everyone's getting Horrible. out of there. Yeah. Um, so what do you got? So mine is a little more uh, straightforward in terms of melee legions. It kind of leans towards uh, survivability and damage output, not so much speed. Um, so the first thing I'm taking is the trait Motive Mastery. Uh, and what that does is it gives me full stride and charge orders always on a two-up, regardless of everything, regardless of what other Titan is near me, um, causing problems to my leadership. It's the, the order will always succeed on a two-up. And like we said earlier, with uh, Lanascara's trait, is um, nothing sucks more than needing to charge and failing it. Um, so that's always fun. Uh, the second one is a piece of war gear, and it is armored. No, not armored. Where is it? Uh, d -d -d armor spikes. There it is. Yeah. So any of the Legion's Titans can be upgraded to have armor spikes for 20 points. A Titan with armor spikes increases the number of dice it generates when making a smash attack from D3 to D6. Significant. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, almost doubles your damage output. And I'll talk about why I... Um, wanted to upgrade the smash attacks when we go a little bit over order of operations when it comes to actually fighting with a melee titan um the other piece of war gear i'm going to take is called uh, blind missiles and austin has talked about this one before it featured heavily in his original first edition crusading legio the white dwarf uh -huh, version. the white dwarf version uh, any of the legion's titans armed with apocalypse missile launchers or or paired apocalypse missile launchers or an, uh, huh, well, that's a weird way to word it, uh, can be upgraded to have blind missiles for 20 points. So now we're looking at 40 points of war gear per Titan. Uh, each of the Titan's weapons must be upgraded separately. Once per game, a Titan armed with blind missiles may fire a blind salvo with its apocalypse missile launchers rather than firing normally. Place the five inch blast marker anywhere within range and firing arc of the blind launch of the missile launchers, which is pretty much everywhere. Um, and they do not need line of sight. This marker remains in place until the end of the round and blocks line of sight through it. Mmm. Tasty. Yep. Uh, so the whole thing counts as line of sight blocking, mm -hmm. and that can be real disrespectful. Yep, that's a big old pie plate. Just, haha, nope. And then the fourth thing is uh, bloodlust, which is back here somewhere. Do, 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 do. Nope, those are stratagems. Bloodlust or blood-fueled? Uh, blood... Fueled. Yeah, blood fueled. Um, Titans from this Legio armed with one or more weapons with the melee trait increase their weapon skill by one to a maximum of two up and decrease their ballistic skill by one to a maximum of or to a minimum of six up. In addition, once per round, each Titan from this Legio can add one to the dice value of a smash attack or an attack with the weapon with the melee trait. I always forget that. Uh. Um, as may when made as part of a charge order, in addition to any dice added as part of the order. Um, so I'm looking at a plus one for charging, another plus one for charging with my traitor uh, allegiance trait. And then again, it's just another uh, re recreation of Legio Vulpa's uh, blood and honor, where once you're within that melee range, your guns are suddenly way more accurate. Um, I'm pretty much going to be no shooting 
or be doing no shooting on my way to your face. But once I'm there, I'm going to hit what I want. Um, and like I said, it's pretty straightforward as far as a melee legio goes. Whereas Austin's kind of out of the box over there. I'm I'm leaning on the tenets of punching people in the soft parts. Or in the hard parts, because it doesn't really matter. Or the hard like, parts, yeah. When, you're, <laughs> when your titan's fist is the size of a land raider, it doesn't matter if the part is soft or hard. It will become soft. <laughs> and, and through that softness, victory. Yes. Malleable. <laughs> um, the maniple that I'm going to use. God, uh, we, didn't, we didn't overlap at all, did we? Nope. You went entirely like, haha, sneaky and weird. And I'm just like, nope. <laughs> Don't fix it if it ain't broken. It's well. Uh, what to do here? Yeah, I guess the only thing to do will be to play it out. Yeah. I guess you got to build some melee legions. I did get a third reaver recently. There you go. Um, so I'm going to use the classic, the Coca-Cola classic of melee maniples. Uh, it's the Corsair maniple. It's five reavers, uh, three mandatory, two optional, but five reavers in function. Uh, and it's trait is uh, fighting retreat. So anytime that they're moving outside of their front arc, uh, the Reaver does not half its movement. It doesn't do the one inch for every two inches thing. They continue to move at full speed. Uh, the only downside being is that if they're moving to the side or backwards, backwards, uh, they cannot push their reactor. But that's okay. We're only ever going forwards. And also, any of you out there that are like, man, this is kind of interesting, but I play Legio Solaria. So, like, fuck these DIY Legios and all this other nonsense. <laughs> Use a Corsair maniple. Warhounds and Corsair are real good. Yes. You're also morally obligated to yell the word Corsair when you're moving outside of your front arc. We're not going to do it because we're all miked, but just know that that's what you have to Woo! do. Corsair! Yeah. It's like, not at all annoying to your... Psychological warfare. Yep. It's all part of it. I mean, Legio Defensor has those big, huge uh, war horns. So, you know, it's the same. Yeah. It's like that freaking Legio that's just big DACA all the time. Yeah uh destructors yeah. steel beasts yeah so like i said it's a, it's a pretty simple and straightforward tactic um emphasis on straightforward which is great if you're five drinks in at uh, nova yeah uh, everything um, is great if you're five <laughs> emphasis, <laughs> emphasis on straightforward because you're gonna run straight forward uh and you're gonna punch everything that's in your way so mode of mastery keeps you reliably moving quickly uh, blind missiles, that's pretty much your only real survival tool. Um, you don't want to have to take a whole lot of cover when you're running the Corsair melee um, because that's just more speed and moves you have to use to get out from cover to get to what you're going to fight. Um, the blood field, again, makes you more accurate once you're there. Fire all your guns. Let them ride. I like the Gatling Blaster. Uh, and then follow up with free cog shots on the fist to whatever it is that you're trying to break. Um, and now, armor spikes. There is a certain, um, well, for context, there's a debate between whether or not you want to use a chain fist or a power fist. The power fist hits harder, has concussive, but one less attack. The chain fist has one less point of strength, more attacks, and rending. Um, and the basic concept comes down to the power fist, having concussive, will spin your target around, uh, which can either hurt you or, at worst, push them out of range, which is why a lot of people go for the chain fist. Um, I like the power fist. I think it's great for dunking on smaller scaled engines, stuff where 
the extra hits from a chain fist and the extra damage from rending might be kind of overkill. Um, but also, you know, a lot of my reavers have their power fists glued into the socket. So <laughs> just committed. Yep. Here we are. Committed to the bit. Uh huh. Um, but armor spikes has a very specific use. And that's, like I said uh, before with Lanascara, the temptation when you charge is to immediately start swinging with fists. But I put it to you that there's a delicate order of operations to be observed. What you want to do when you charge is not actually swing with the fist. It's a hit them at your scale plus one. So on a reaver strength nine, the same strength as a fist, D6 times with armor spikes instead of twice plus your distance with a fist. Um, and since you're using blood field, it's actually D6 plus one. And if you're using Bloodfield with Enduring Hatred, the Traitor Allegiance trait, it's D6 plus two. That's eight strength nine hits to the wherever for free. Yeah. Why, Steven, I think you could roll four ones and still kill a guy with that. It's entirely possible because I'd have four more dice to roll sixes on. Why you got to twist? <laughs> Why you got to be bad? Oof. <laughs> Play a real Legion. Yeah. Excuse me? Yep. Mr. Yep, that's where this Mr. is all coming down to. All right. Hold nope, nope. Out we got to stay ass. on that Adeptus Titanicus. I'm sorry. <laughs> Phillips, oh, Phillips, you, we can't fight in here. <laughs> this is the war room. This is the war room. <laughs> uh, so once you're there, once you've charged and you've done D6 plus however many smash attacks, um, you know, God, that's so many dice if you had a nine inch charge. That's D6 plus five. It's a ways. Yeah, no, that'll that'll make a warlord that'll make you fall over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now that you've done the charge, it's time for the combat phase. Let your guns, uh, speak, let them ride wherever they're at is they're going to go. Um, although at this distance, two inches called shots are only at a negative one penalty and some weapons like the Gatling blaster have a plus one, which cancels that out at short range. So you can charge, do all the hits called shot your Gatling blaster to wherever it is that you smashed, do that damage smash again for another d6 and then if they're still not dead follow up with a fist hit them again called shot same place and now concussive comes into play either you knock them away d3 inches possibly out of shield range so that anything that they're retaliating with goes on your shields or you'll spin them around you can shoulder check them and do more damage with the collision, which again is strength eight because you're a reaver. But let's be fair; they're they're dead at that point. They're dead. <laughs> yep. They're, they're you're, a, you're just molesting a corpse, <laughs> and that's a misdemeanor in this state. Yep. Well, not in the forty-first millennium or the thirty-first millennium, I suppose. Hopefully, um, you can do a lot of weird things with corpses. Just ask Kurz or Fulgrim. Oh, or some Fulgrim. Let's be honest. Yeah, or Vulcan for the first-person perspective. <laughs> <laughs> um. There is stratagems are also going to be your friend when it comes to um, the, the melee legion. Um, and, and if you, I actually have an esoteric one mm -hmm. for, yeah. for melee legion. Yeah. It's, it's pricey because again, we're, we're kind of having all of these theoreticals based around kind of the standard 1500 to 1750 that we like to play. Um, so it's, it's four stratagems a person. That's uh, what it tends to come down to. And this would be three of them. Dawn attack. Ah, 
I was that's what I was gonna say. Mm. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Play this stratagem in the first strategy phase of the game. For the first two rounds of the game, darkness close the battlefield. Titans must roll D6 plus one times five to determine how many inches they can see. Only enemies within this range can be targeted. Tartans that shot early in the round can be targeted, regardless of the distance rolled. However, you're a punchy Legio. Your first turn, two turns is probably going to be spent issuing full stride orders uh-huh. and just running at the enemy. Yep. They can't see you for some reason. Pulling the old <laughs> ride at dawn, Rohan. Yep. Yep. At dawn, look to the east. Uh, however, we've been riding down this hill for two hours before dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, pal. Yeah, there's another one called Dusk Attack 2, which I don't remember which book it's in, but it does something similar as far as... the opposite. does the opposite. (laughs) Yeah, it's what, is it last two turns? It's like on turn three or four, you can start playing it, and then the rest of the game is in darkness. Yeah, but you don't want that. No, that's that's definitely... Because by then you're in range. By then you're punching people to death, and you want to punch people to death. Now, I also have an esoteric one, but it's only esoteric in the sense that it is from the warp trickery stratagems uh, to be found in Shadow and Iron on page 96. Uh, It's warp displacement. This stratagem can be purchased by any trader player. Play this stratagem in any phase. Any phase. It's two. Mm -hmm. Uh, The player chooses one of their units and rolls 2d6, so potentially two, potentially 12, somewhere in between. More likely six. Uh, models within the chosen unit may move that many inches in a straight line in any direction chosen by the player, ignoring any rules for movement such as blocking or dangerous terrain when moving. If the unit would be placed in a piece of terrain other than blocking terrain, the unit suffers D3, D3 strength seven hits to its body, bypassing void shields, and the terrain is destroyed. If the unit would be placed in a piece of blocking terrain, the unit is destroyed. Oh, shit. Oops. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I was about to say, it was, it was almost Kool-Aid Man until it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> if the unit would be placed overlapping the base of another unit, the unit stops at its base and suffers a collision. This does not change the unit's facing, and a unit cannot move off the battlefield. If it would, place the unit at the battlefield's edge. So this is a little risky. Um because if you try and take cover behind a building and then teleport to the other side of it, you might end up inside the building and also reduce to your component atoms. Which only is a good thing if you're Captain Lysander. Yeah. Get that promotion. Yeah. What do He's doing that? fine. Yeah, but his boss- Yeah, but his boss is- Teleported it? into a wall. That's, that's the only reason why Lysander's chapter master is because some idiot teleported his buddy Captain into a wall. To the best of us. Actually, Lysander's well, captain and Vladimir Pugh- is the chapter master who lost his taste buds because he's bad at his job. Truth be told, I haven't read any of the 40k. F- I don't think there are that many fist books, are there? There's, There's like, like Sons two. of Dorn. There's a couple. Yeah. Uh, seventh Retribution. Something Something that's like a sequel to that. But I thought Lysander Master made Chapter Master. Or Lysander made Chapter yeah, Master. I, I think Vladimir he's. Pugh. Yeah, he's a. Is it? Yeah. Which is wild that they just took his taste buds. And that anybody cares <laughs> enough to be having this discussion. Like whole planets have been exterminated for less. <laughs> Vladimir Pugh loses a company of space marines and the High Lords are like, yeah, just take his taste buds so he can't have pudding anymore. <laughs> but Gilliman's just eating pudding in front of him going, mmm, vanilla. It's- <laughs> Vanilla's got too much flavor for <sighs> Gilliman, let's be honest. <laughs> Plain. Tapioca, anyway, maybe. How is that a punishment for a space marine? Right? Like, they don't even eat. They don't give a fuck. Neutral, uh, they look, wake man, up, bolter drill, go to sleep, pray a little bit, bolter drill. They- 
Do they pray Nutrient. before they sleep? Or? I don't know. Uh, before, <laughs> before and, and after. after. Yeah. If, if you've <laughs> got, I don't know if it's in the new, any of the newer codexes, but the old fourth edition one had their like daily schedule. Yeah. And they got two hours of sleep a night because damn it, that's all you need. You're a superhuman. Figure it out. Yeah. Do it. Um, but warp displacement. Yeah. Again, a little risky if you accidentally teleport yourself into a building and suddenly your subordinate takes your hammer and your rank. Um, but I've used it a couple times over open ground just to cover an extra five or six inches and then get a charge off and murder whoever was on the receiving end of it. It was great. Um, I have yet to collide with another enemy, um, and I have yet to die inside of a building, which is more than can be said for any Imperial well, Fist. <laughs> you've cursed yourself now. Yeah. 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 The next time I do it, it's just going to be straight into a wall dead titan welcome to slaves to darkness just die in a wall die in a wall <laughs> yeah gonna gonna your best captain justin impersonation you cask of amontillado yourself <laughs> we're doing real good with the deep references that's right, right that's right um fucking impressive the other stratagem that i like to use it's another trader only one um but i believe this one is called warlust and again there are so many goddamn books i don't know which one it's in um, but it adds plus three to your boosted movement for a turn and to your charge distance. So you're just banging out as a reaver a 12-inch charge and then punching whoever's on the end of it. Well, I'm going to completely derail this conversation for a moment um, because in efforts to make better Lysander jokes, I got on his wiki. Uh-huh. Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> So we're a 30k Cap podcast guy. Captain Lysander, hero of the Imperial Fist, the only guy worth a damn in that entire chapter, uh, was, and I quote, easily captured by the Iron Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good laugh, Stephen. <laughs> <sighs> this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> we will not be taking questions at this time. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, back to the topic at hand. We don't have time to talk no. about it, Jared. <laughs> I'm just going to read Saturnine to you guys over the phone after I get home. It's adorable. Shall I spoil Mortis <laughs> for you? <laughs> I've already read it. Uh, continue. Continue. <laughs> um, but yeah. More <laughs> lust. Go fast. Punch the dudes in the way. Fucking Lysander. Um, <laughs> really, any... Get it together, man. Any mobilization stratagem is good for a melee legio. Um, generally, when you play a melee legio, there's a lot of of the three things, right? Speed, damage, output, survivability. Um, almost everybody has damage output as one of their uh, concentrations. So you don't really need to spend a lot of stratagem points on stratagems that allow you to kill things harder, because chances are it's going to be a little overkill and... You don't get stratagem points back. It's one use. Most yeah, of the this time, isn't 40k. Roll four. Yeah, Most a lot of times you won't <laughs> yeah. roll four once. Except now you've said it, and if that's uh, yeah, that, I've if that's in the back of somebody's brain, eternity. yeah, yeah, we've all played this long enough to know that you know emotions make things real. Statistics are made up. Yep, it doesn't matter. Uh, one that bears notice that you used earlier, and I, I used last game was simple one point stratagem experimental locomotors. You. Yep. Uh, you know, boost your movement for free, and uh, yeah, and then at the end of the at the end of each turn, uh, you roll a d10, and on a one, you've broken your own leg. Yeah, 
and that's uh, not great. But uh, <laughs> but how often is that going to happen? Uh, well, now that you've said that about every 50% time, of the time. Yeah. right? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> one out of six it, times it happens every time. Well, one out of ten. It's a D ten. Um, but that so that even ma- worse. That mass says every other game it should happen roughly. Now roughly. that being said, <laughs> if you are, I won't tell you how many times it's happened to me because I'm not cursed. I don't. I've never seen it happen. Yeah, it's zero. So now it's going to happen next time. You said it, not me. Yeah. I'll be the one you're playing. And I'll just Alea Farron Volvo to put that leg down, and her knee will blow out like a ninety year old, ninety <laughs> year old retiree, and down she'll go. Um, some cautionary tales uh, of playing melee legios. Be careful punching things in front of you. They will spin. They will collide with you. You will suffer a void shield burnout. Your teammate will kill it. Yes. Uh, yes, alas, yes. If you've got your buddy's warlord totally cornered by four warhounds, maybe don't charge all four warhounds into his business and blow him up because then maybe he'll take. Just yes, if yes. you're lucky. Maybe, Jesse. Just be the two. Maybe yep. that. Maybe. 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 <laughs> oh, well. One time. But there's we one can only imagine that's theoretically possible. <laughs> there's a, there's, there's it was a couple still a of, fun time. Oh, it was a great time. A great <laughs> there's time. a lot of danger when it comes to playing a melee legio because you don't want to be close to a god engine when it dies. Yeah. yeah. Like, but they have nuclear meltdowns like routinely. Yeah, it's like I've Chernobyl on legs. Went from having five titans on the board to having two titans on the board. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's quickly. important to know, note that um, you didn't get into the titan punching business because you are a cautious soul. You don't get to be a champion of corn by being a coward. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Melee Titan Legios are for style points. They're, yeah. they're for heroes. Uh, yeah. Remember that corn cares not from whence the blood flows, only that it flows. Uh, and honestly, the emperor only cares a little bit from whence <laughs> it flows. Yeah, as long as it's not flowing from him specifically. Him specifically. Yeah, everybody else is fine. Uh, and on that note, I do like uh, Great Crusade Titans as a two point strat for loyalists. It's loyalist only. Um, for the dura- you play at the start of strategy phase for the duration of the round. The player adds plus two to command checks when issuing charge orders. In addition, when moving under charge orders, the player's titan counts as moving six inches further than it actually moved for the purposes of working out additional attack. Wow! Nice. Now that is useful <clears throat> on a warlord. Yeah. 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 And really, it's useful for anything because I've seen, especially you, Stephen. I've seen you not go on charge order or not go on like full stride because you're like, well, if I full stride now, I, I won't get my maximum attacks later. Cause it's, it's a tricky game you play because you want to be right at like 11 inches, right? You want to be just in range to get the maximum extra attacks. So with this, uh, not only you get the plus two to your command check, but you also don't care as much in the preceding turns. You can just full stride, full stride, charge, bam, doing it. Yeah, get it. Uh, and then I also like, and this is all Jared's fault that I've discovered this, <laughs> uh, Scatterable Minds. Uh, Although it's only one use now. It is one use. It's, real two, son of a bitch. it's two points, oh. one use, but this is the trap card, right? Uh-huh. Uh, because what happens is you play the strategy phase, you place a marker and scatter it D10. The area within six inches of this marker counts as dangerous terrain. 12 inches. Six inches. I'm looking at it. What? Really? You cheating son of a it bitch. It was 12 on the original <laughs> print. I don't know what to tell you. 
Yep, it's been nerfed Lying since then, so and yeah. with good reason. This is they cut yeah. its balls off. They did, but ball. it's still real good because it's still a twelve-inch bubble. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and honestly, I like it a little better that it's six inches because what the plan is, you're less likely to get yourself. Yeah, you're less <laughs> likely to get yourself. <laughs> that's and that's really that's it. That's what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you drop this just behind enemy titans in the hope that it lands there, and then they can't get away. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time when you're playing at Punchy Legio, the enemy can buy themselves at least a turn backing up. Because like they'll go forward at first to get into weapons range. And then they'll kind of try and maintain that distance backing up later. But if you use Scatterable Minds, like, yeah, good. Back up, bro. Take a strength mm-hmm. eight hit to the – or like D6 strength eight hits to the leg. It's bad times. Yeah, you don't want to do it. It's a bad time. Yep, and that's a two-pointer. It's solid. I'm about it. Another uh, knight, or another um, melee caution tale. Don't be fooled by the fact that you have a land raider-sized chainsaw where your hand should be. You don't want to fight knights. Yeah. yeah. You're like, ha, huh, I've got all these melee attacks. Suck it, Questorus. It's like punching water. You're going to go through, and it's <laughs> yeah. going to flow that, around you, and <laughs> that first molecule off. is going to be displeased, and the other five will just bayonet you to death. Uh, yep. Uh, Especially if it's Serastus. Oh. Mm. Uh. But, however, a beer at Nova 2022, God willing, to the first man who charges and punches a Porphyrin. <laughs> Ooh. Two beers. I'll buy you another one. <laughs> yes. Take a photo. Tell me the story. Mini alcohol for you. That's uh, podcast at rr30k.com is the email. Nice. Um, but I think, any anyone else got any other thoughts about I, punching things with things? No, although I do have one other, for the loyalists, Yeah, uh, one other stratagem. This is a traitor show. <laughs> we, we gotta have some love. We gotta have some love. We and that love is only forwards. Mm. Two points. Uh, you play it at the start of the strategy phase. Uh, any unit may be issued full stride or charge without the need to make a command check. That's a good one. Which, like, depending on the Legio you're playing or the mana pool, like, that might happen automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, but you often are playing that Legio or that mana pool. And for two points, it's solid, especially because it's full stride or charge. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these things that are like, oh, you can issue charge for free this turn. Well, great, but I only have two Titans in range and the other three need to get the hell where they need to be. Yeah, so they got stuff to do. Yeah. Um, no. Actually, uh, a parting note. If you uh, want concealment barrage, you know, you, pl- you want to pretend like you got blind missiles, but you're not playing a crusading Legio, you can buy the concealment barrage stratagem. I believe it's one point. It's a one yes. use of the pie plate mm-hmm. of no shoot me. Mm-hmm. Can you purchase multiples? Um, no, uh, I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't, I don't I think recall it's just one hand. use. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but that does remind me that um, in the new Titan upgrades, that Bastion shielding to push your shields for free once. Probably handy. Uh, ten, 10 point upgrade. Yep. And if you don't have 50 Peanuts. points to spare on your list, I don't. Another good universal. Like, bless, bless you for being able to do that. <laughs> another good universal uh, upgrade out of the Loyalist Legio book is hardened casing. Uh, make your fist a little bit harder to knock off. Yep. I like that. And if you're being. And I'm not going to actually condone this, listeners. I'm not going to do it. But if you want to be 
as hardcore as possible. And let's face it, you have a bit of an argument. You're running five, you know, three, four, five punchy reavers. Mm-hmm. You got a chip on your shoulder. You got something to prove. The answer, again, loyalist only, is Vortex Payload. Oh, God. Loyalist specific war gear. Oh, God. <laughs> Each warp missile can be uplo- upgraded for 20 points. Uh, and then the warp missile loses the warp trait and gains the vortex trait. You could only have one. Like you can't have this reaver fire it multiple times. It's a one shot weapon. But you do have five reavers with you five one shot weapons. With five one shots. Um, Prepare so, to lose a friend. Yeah, don't. If don't, any of if, you. If you do this. Bastards. I'm not condoning <laughs> Use this against me. But if you do it. Don't fire two at the same Titan. That's just dick. That's <laughs> rude. But also maybe do because one should be enough. That will be your last time invited to my house. <laughs> and it's a shame if that does happen to you, friends, because Jared makes a hell of a mixed drink. I do, and yeah. you won't get any. Yeah, no more cocktails. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's actually. He'll he'll rip that Moscow mule right out of your hand. Yeah, we're actually God introducing right. a uh, a new patron tier uh, above Prater. <laughs> It's the Primark tier where you get to come to Jared's house and he'll make you a drink while you play Titanicus. I, 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 I didn't vet that. <laughs> Surprise! Coming soon. I get to vet that, damn it. <laughs> no, no, no. You get, no. you get to pet his dog and he'll- Pet his dog, laugh at his kid, and yeah. drink his drinks. My kid will show you his truck collection. Uh, and yeah. uh, You'll go right. make a monster truck rally course and in between times play some Titanicus Primark while Jared makes you drink. Primark patrons only. <laughs> Only. So wait, so does that mean that some of the Patreon money goes, goes to my drinking? Nope. Because no, that's all I'm yes. allowed. Yes. No, no, no. That's all I'm hearing out of this. That goes to the podcast, you monster. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. That's for, this is that's for, for operational This is for the fun. community. Yeah. This is for the culture. Okay, you you freaking embezzler. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to buy some Pappy Van Winkle. Somebody call You're absolutely right. I want to buy some Pappy Van Winkle. I entered the lottery and everything. Uh, oh, well. I have my wife went in the lottery. Yeah. Do we have for those any, uh, for those across the see? Uh, tell us about Pappy Van Winkle. I don't know if they have anything like that. They do not. I'm sure. Uh, I don't think anything in Australia has the word Pappy attached. No. Well, to no, it. no, I'm talking about sort of like a lottery for a specific. Um, it is a the holy grail of bourbons. Uh, it is a weeded bourbon that they you know maybe 80 100 bottles get released a year Maybe uh, tears of virgin. Yes, yes. Uh, this is this is so you imperial know, fist players. The barrels are are made of bald eagle feathers, and uh, I'm sorry, Stephen. Were you talking? I wasn't listening to anything. To say. Uh, Easily captured. Uh, I, I don't know why I hang out with these people. I'm really sorry to everybody who's listening. It's because you have a humiliation uh, fetish, and we can do it on the internet. To be fair, that is standard for imperial fists. My God. Happy Rogel Day, everybody. <laughs> anyway, Pappy Van Winkle's good stuff. It's yeah, expensive. Yeah. It's uh, real tasty. If you ever get the chance to buy it, you should buy it immediately just to for the once-in-a-lifetime experience. Because you'll probably never be able to afford another bottle. You'll never be able to afford Or if, if one of our patron users you know, comes across them and wants to hang out at my house. And, that will, uh, yeah, that yeah. will be Primark tier. We will let you yeah. Primark yeah. tier. Yeah. Provide <laughs> us with a bottle. Yeah, you can't actually buy Primark yeah. tier. You have to provide something to the podcast that is singularly unique. I didn't condone any of this, by the way. <laughs> so You're being outvoted. It's a democracy. Oh, boy. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Oligarchy, really. Uh, <laughs> all right. Don't get crazy, guys. We'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> we'll figure something out. People sending us their grandparents' ashes. Let me hang out with Jared. 
do we have any announcements? I'm not that fun. Any plugs? Announcements? You're a damn delight. Uh, I, I, okay, yes. <laughs> Nova Open needs way more money than it currently has to keep going. Of their 200000 gold, they have $9,870, which is a pittance compared to an operational cost. Yeah, the point is, is that if you, like us, have many fond memories of the Nova Open, or if you've always wanted to go, and um, you planned on 2022 being your year. Yes, if you invested in Bitcoin in 2011 or 2012. Pull all uh, your please, coins. Please sell two of those Bitcoins <laughs> <laughs> and help, yes. a, help a brother out. Any other announcements? Um. Well, you should also go on YouTube and look up the band uh, Kelman Cantagia. They're an atmospheric black metal band. Out of I'm not telling you. Well, then how are they uh, supposed to look send it me up? A li- send figure it out. Send me a link and I'll post it. In the I, w- I will do that. Okay, They're a wonderful you. atmospheric black metal band that has no ties to white supremacists or Nazis. So, Well, that's, that's a fucking unicorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you think I'm joking. Uh, I, I really hope you're not. A black, a black metal band without ties to white supremacists, boy, that's like an Imperial Fist who's not easily captured by the Iron Warriors. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I do I do have a plug. And this plug is going to go out to uh, our Patreon people. One, uh, thank you for all your great show ideas. We aren't doing it right this second because obviously we just talked about Punchy Titans. Want to do it right. Yes, but we are doing it right. And hopefully within the next couple of episodes, uh, we're going to be acting on your suggestions uh, and then Patreoners or anybody really uh, if you have a, a DIY especially a DIY Legio uh, for a punchy Titan list that isn't what Steven or I put off there leave it in the comments yeah leave it in the comments and uh, we'll we'll give it a thought uh, we'll next, play it out next we, time we we're at yeah. all the time Post yeah, it on we, we might play it and see how it goes we might just Look at it and say, hey, you know, this this does work really well. Uh, or if you're unfortunate and gave us something that doesn't work really well, uh, hell, we'll be like, you know what? This doesn't punch real well, but it does do this well because the DIY Legio rules are real good and it's hard to make a bad Legio with it. That's almost a challenge in and of itself. Make a bad DIY Legio. What's the worst? <laughs> yes. If, also, if you can make the worst DIY Legio you can think of. It's just four things you know, that I'm have gonna, absolutely yeah, nothing go. in common. But even if they have challenge nothing in common, then you've got a great all-comer Legio. It, it, yeah. It's truly, true. it's the game of kings. Yeah. yeah. Look at this up now. This, leave leave your comments fun. and suggestions on Facebook. Uh, you could try Twitter. I'll, I'll try to interact on Twitter. Uh, but Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Facebook at RR30K Podcast. Twitter at RR30K Podcast, Instagram at RR30K. Like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy this show. You can go over to Discord and also interact with our lovely community over there, over at uh, Discord, and the link will be in the description <laughs> below. Over at uh, Discord.com. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Homestarrider.net. I am three drinks in. I apologize. But thank you all again to our patrons who are just stellar individuals. And we appreciate your contributions and support very much. And starting with our Legion Praetors, Alex Self, Chris Mack, Jacob Dillon, Garner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Mr. Baldwick, Nicholas Quenga, and Sar Luther. Our Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Angry Boy, Dave Jones, Duncan, Jerry Austin, 
John Christensen, M. Tanzer, Queen Corswain, Scott LeMay, and the original Applesauce, and finally our Legion Sergeants, Agrippina, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Gorkrow, Mr. Seer, Nick Gillen, The Zoy, and What Do I Call Myself. Thank you all very much. We greatly appreciate your support. One of you will be randomly upgraded to Primark. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the, uh, also, I will say for the uh, Centurions and Praetors, uh, stickers will be coming out shortly. I was in the middle of the move, so now that I got my printer and my stamps and all my stuff, I'll be sending out that fun little sticker swag out soon. Double check your addresses and update them, and I'll be sure to uh, send out some stickers and swag along the way. Man, that would be a wild thing for some random Just person. A tiny melt bomb. Like, you know, somebody moves, right? Didn't like, you know, Alex moves, and then it's like some other fucking America. I got it. I got excited. I, th- I got tiny melta. What the fuck is this? I got a 3D printer, and I just wanted to print a bunch of melta bombs, which is what I always wanted when I was, you know, first starting this hobby. It's like, it's so hard to find a bunch of melta bombs. And kids, he hit mm-hmm. the ground running. He did print <laughs> about 50 of them. I got excited. They're and about it worked. Two, two-thirds scale, but they are beautiful. The and now I have all worked. of them. Yeah. He's sitting on a pile of melt bombs right now. Just invest in melt bomb. <laughs> you, you could melt print. a coin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Strength, strength 10 AP1 armor bane coin. Coming to a failed economy near you. <laughs> Yahoo Finance is like, what the fuck? <laughs> melt a coin. I can't I do this up. anymore. <laughs> Creator of melt a coin. That's the millionaire another, overnight. Another PhD in economics just jumping out the window. You oh. heard it here first, folks. Thanks again, everybody. Have a good night and keep those dice rolling. Bye. Yay. Bye.